Welcome to The War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, today's uh, episode of the John Charles Thomas Show was originally broadcast October 15th, 1944. So let's go ahead and take a listen. Americans and your allies. Armed Forces Radio brings you a special rebroadcast with Victor Young and the orchestra, the Ken Darby singers, John Nesbitt, and America's beloved baritone, John Charles Thomas. Hello, dear friends, this is John Charles Thomas. Well, here we are again with another half hour of song, story, and music for you men and women in the armed forces of the United Nations. For story, we have John Nesbitt, one of America's best. For music, there's Victor Young and the orchestra, and for song, the Ken Darby chorus and myself. And now, Vic, with the preliminaries over, let's get started. And as a starter for today, it's the rousing Igor song by Madeline Phillips. Clickety-clack, my horse's feet, waking the shadowy vacant street, that the wind is wrapped in shrouds of sleet as I ride. My horse's breath is an icy veil, what care I for snow and hail? I rise in my stirrups and wrestle again and ride. Out of the cold and into the south, for I remember a maiden's mouth, and my blood is racing and dark with drops with defied. I see my love on a rose-strewn bed, her slender feet are tipped with red, and the dagger I gave her lies under her head, my bride. The airy wind has a thousand strings, but I open my throat and my wild heart sings. Would that my galloping horse had wings as I ride. If it were possible to take a poll among music lovers to determine the greatest musician of all time, I think the title would go almost unanimously to Johann Sebastian Bach. Victor Young plays his beautiful air for the G-string now.
The operetta, The Bohemian Girl, is practically 100 years old today. The song I sing next is from that operetta, The Heart Bowed Down. Here's a traditional old song coming up now, as American as apple pie. It's called Sourwood Mountain. I got a gal in the Sourwood Mountain. Oh, little She won't come and I won't call her. Oh, little 
roosters crowing in the Sourwood Mountains. Oh, diddle down, a doodle on the day. So many pretty gals, I can't count them. Oh, diddle down, a doodle on the day.
And as our friend of the passing parade has just returned from a story-hunting search in the country, we'll have some of the results right now. John Nesbitt. Three weeks ago, driving back home from a big barren ultra-modern military camp where I'd been doing some work, I stopped on Highway 101 by a sign that I've been passing for years. One mile, it says, to Old Town. Now they have told me that Old Town is one of the beautiful villages of America. And so while the garage was fixing a flat and putting on the spare, I walked down the road to Old Town. And that mile of winding dirt road carried me back for 30 years, clear back to childhood. For Old Town is a village that time has passed by since about 1905. And there stands the steeple church today, dazzling white with new paint, and the lazy river choked with willows lies out there a stone's throw across the barley fields. And the old general store is set high up above Main Street so that you can back your wagon up to the porch before it. And the wooden schoolhouse has its granite cornerstone that's proudly labeled, built by public subscription 1893. Strolling slowly along the wooden walks, and going around the sycamores that grew right up through the boards and watching some kids in faded blue overalls playing one-a-cat down the street. I must confess that I suddenly landed in one of those moods that are as sentimental as an Irving Berlin waltz. And I began thinking, why can't we all go back home again to you, old town? Whether we called you old town or Riverdale or Junctionville or Pleasant Valley or Parsons Corners... Whatever your name, you were a place where we lived out our lives in peace and simplicity, and where we knew each other's every fault and virtue, and where we gossiped a lot, but always helped each other when the trouble came. You old town are the dim, lost place where I carried Mary Jones' books to school along these wooden walks, and hooked catfish out of the quiet pool above the dam. Your shady streets were lined with tidy little houses, each guarded by its white picket fence, and its veranda cool in the shade of the Cecil Bruner. Sturdy little houses, built to outlast time, set on great granite blocks chiseled with careful panes from the quarry down below town. And if you climbed the steep attic stairs from the great bleak kitchen below, you could see the hand-hewn beams pegged together with patience and skill, as if their builders had said, Here in this house, many generations shall live exactly as I have lived to know the grateful warmth of shelter after a day of toil and the lazy, friendly ticking of the hall clock and the calm of night when you looked up through the clean air to see the stars. Can we never go back home again to you, old town, and leave today with its flaming wars and roar of noise and crash of giant machines? Must the clean smell of clover be drowned in the fumes of gasoline and the quiet stars lost in a cloud of smoke? Can we never go back home to yesterday? And then I left the tree-shaded streets of Old Town and walked back to the great modern highway humming with traffic, and I began to remember something else about Old Town, something else beside the slow, cool river and walking home with Mary Jones. That 40 years ago, when villages like Old Town flourished in our land, in those sturdy, rose-draped houses that look so quaint and inviting, 
There also lived so much human misery that it would shock us into silence today. That one person in every 30, for example, died of typhoid caused by polluted water systems or no water system at all. And that every winter, 105,000 old folk died from pneumonia in those damp and badly heated rooms. And that tuberculosis raged unchecked in the sunless houses. And that women bore their children in unspeakable agony or lost them while the doctor without telephone was being brought by a boy on a farm horse over the dark and muddy fields. And that ignorance killed helpless millions because no public library stood with open doors on Main Street. And no radio sent new calls to learning crackling through the sky. That the poor were paupers and we expected them to be grateful just to be kept alive. That a hired girl in 1905 got $8 a month and a room in the attic. And that men's wives turned from pretty girls of 17 into bent-bodied, exhausted middle age at 35. Eyes dimmed from sewing by the kerosene lamp. And aching backs from doggedly pounding dirty clothing at sinks in the cellar. And the skin of their hands and faces hard and seamed as old parchment from the blaze of heat from the coal range in that pine-floored kitchen. Yet there was beauty in Old Town. And there was kindliness there and patient and peaceful, sunny afternoons. But there was never the leisure to enjoy them. For it was also a trap that held us in the grip of hard, relentless labor from dawn to dark. More changes yet are ahead of us all. More things done by the machine and more hours of freedom to study and grow and search for happiness in Newtown where our children will live their lives tomorrow. A Newtown, glistening and modern, ablaze with light, still needs to grow gracefully old, we'll admit. We've got to handle these fine, shining automobiles that have turned Main Street into a parking lot. And we've got to find ways to let the elm trees grow tall and mighty along the walks again. But we can't go home again, not you and I. No pathway leads back to yesterday, and the gate is locked, and we lost the keys the day we entered this century of change. And it's goodbye, old town, and Mary Jones and the dusty roads, and the hired girl hanging out the clothes to dry, for the sign points forward, and we would never really go back to you again, old town, even if we could find the lost way. Thank you, John Nesbitt. Victor Young's next selection probably is Chopin's most popular composition. But I wonder how many of you would recognize the title he gave it, The Dog Waltz. Chopin was inspired to write it while watching a little dog go round and round chasing its tail. Well, I'll let you in on a secret. The Dog Waltz is none other than the charming piece we all know as the Minute Waltz.
Sing that fine ballad from the Reginald de Coven operetta, Robin Hood, Brown October Ale. And it's Willie Quark with me, my lad. And it's Willie Quark with me. It is a draught of nut brown ale I offer unto ye. All humming in the tank, and lads, it cheers the heart forlorn. Oh, here's a friend to everyone. Tis out on Barleycorn. Oh, lads, lads, and quaff, lads, we'll make you stout and hail. On all my days I'll sing the praise of all of Cobra Hill. Yes, the pads and quaff, lads, we'll make you stout and hail. Armed Forces Radio Service. Welcome back. 
John Nesbitt's uh, commentary really, uh, I think, hit home. It's an interesting uh, thing, I think, particularly for those who listen to um, uh, Golden Age of uh, Radio. Uh, the idea that's often associated with that is uh, nostalgia. And uh, Nesbitt's uh, commentary seems to, for the most part... Um, well, not denying that the present day had its own challenges and problems, it really did seem to popo the idea of uh, backwards uh, looking and saying that things were better in the past. And in 1944, he's saying, yeah, there's some things you're not really taking into consideration about the way it was in Old Town. And in some ways, this commentary defines a lot of what would be the thought uh, in the post-war era. It would be an era defined by the word uh, progress, and that we needed to move forward into new technologies, new industries, new ways of doing things. It's a somewhat remarkable statement, given that many people associate the 1950s with not being open to uh, change and I think that the big uh, thing to understand is this wasn't about politics or principles or morals, but about economies and ways of life and uh, solutions to problems that Nisbet was looking to. In the challenge then, as it is now, is not uh, rejecting uh, all of uh, Old Town, but combining the best ideals about Old Town into the new opportunities provided by New Town. So it's an interesting perspective, and again, this would be the thought behind a lot of projects and processes in the post-war era. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, KenCurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, GreatDetectives.net.